Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 306. My name is J.J. M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J. And as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. Kids, it's been a very exciting weekend. Yesterday, Saturday, March 31st, 2018, I was very honored, lucky, and privileged to be the host of Gotham Central Comic and Collectibles Artist Sketch Duel Battle Royale for Charity. It was an amazing, amazing event, all in support of the Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital Foundation. Uh, some of the art that was generated yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. It'll all be going up for auction on Free Comic Book Day, Saturday, May 5th. So you can all have a chance to own it. But if you go to Gotham Central's page right now, or even an Elegant Weapons Facebook page, you can see all the sketches that were posted because it was an online social media uh, voting event uh, in crazy 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 turnout of artists and people uh, Paris Aline was there he rocked it uh, Oliver Castaneda was there he rocked it RB White rocked it uh, so many amazing amazing artists were there Joe Osebansu he was there he rocked it Daniel Wong Jeff Monk Jeff Monk, Daniel Wong, they all rocked it. Uh, did I say Paul Lemienko? Because Paul Lemienko was something special. Um, and everybody pulled off amazing stuff. Uh, Jason Liu, uh, Marvin Law, Marvin Law was killing it. Shane Heron, yeah, it was so much fun. I, I'm not going to sit here and give you 30 names, but everybody absolutely killed it. Um, and congratulations to our very good friend. The champion, the overall winner, he even went into a champion rounds battle with uh, Vince Unico, and he pulled it out. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend J.P. Fosgett. Jay, congratulations on pulling out the championship for the 2018 Gotham Central Artist Sketch Duel for Charity. Good times. It just means he'll have to come back next year and defend his title. But uh, don't forget, it was all in support of the Holland Blue Review Kids Rehabilitation Hospital Foundation. So on Saturday, May 5th, you have to get online check it out Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles on Facebook uh, go there and you will be able to do your thing vote for well sorry not vote voting's over <laughs> although people on Facebook still keep trying to vote guys look at the times and dates and stuff it's all over J1 it's finished um, but yeah that'll be all up there for auction and you can bid and get some of this incredible art so thank you very very much to Carlos and crew the Gotham Central crew for having me I'm so honored to have been able to have so much fun hosting this event I think everybody there had an absolute blast so good times indeed if you want to check out pictures go to an elegant weapons Facebook page and there's a whole bunch of pictures right there too um, so good times that's what happened uh, the weekend before previously last time something I've been dying to do for a very long time finally happened I got to experience the creative vortex nexus that is the raid 
Studios here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the Royal Academy of Illustration and Design, and what an experience it was. I had the privilege of sitting down and making pod with Mr. Kyle James Smith. He is a writer and illustrator. He did one of the stories in Scare Tales. Uh, he split that book with Gabe Sapienza. They each did a story where they each wrote and illustrated uh, then they have a story in the Raid 1 anthology that is uh, super cool and super creepy. And right now, Kyle has a brand new webcomic. It's called Blackmouth. It's a very, very cool fantasy, dark horror kind of thing. And you all need to go to blackmouthcomic.com to check it out. Uh, I met Kyle a couple years back at the Mississauga Comic Expo, him and Gabe Sapienza, and we've chatted a few times since. But this is the first time I've had the opportunity to sit down for an entire session with Mr. Kyle James Smith and get to know him a little and hear his entire story along the way. And, uh, and there's a lot, a lot of cool things in that story. So Blackmouth, check it out. Scare Tales, check it out. Uh, him joining the Raid Studios, we talk all about that. Uh, and it's good times and deeds. Now I am sorry and I do have to apologize because I'm afraid there's a little bit of fuzziness throughout this conversation. It was an old building in a very old city. There was a good life on the floor next to us or above us or something. And I think their music and their boomboxing and their fitness stereos were interfering with my wireage or something. Because it's that old school retro sound of having the fuzzy, you know, other AM station behind the station you're listening to at times. So I do apologize, but just, you know, you know, f flow with it. Pretend it's back in the day and, you know, there's that little bit of fuzziness to the world. The fuzziness that maybe, maybe we should miss. But either way, I digress. Kyle, thank you very, very much. Ramon Perez, thank you so much for letting us do that at the Raid Studios. It was an incredible experience to walk into that place and just be hit in the face with uh, just a creative energy uh, that was just that was just brimming. So uh, very, very cool to have experienced the Raid Studio and uh, had so much fun sitting down having this conversation with Mr. Kyle James Smith. Please enjoy. Uh, hi, kids. This is very, very exciting, uh, and it's a long time coming. Uh, I'm here in Toronto at the legendary Raid Studios, the Royal Academy of Illustration and Design. Uh, Raid Studios is the home of a whole bunch of incredible artists here in the city, writers, artists, collaborators, uh, and, and for a long time now, they've been... Uh, Kind of Toronto's best kept secret in a way, but I don't think it's going to be a very big secret for very long. Um, I've been trying to get in here for a bit, do some podcasting, <coughs> Gibson <coughs> quarter, um, but you know <laughs> things haven't quite worked out uh, here and there. Uh, but thanks to today's guest, kids, uh, things have worked out wonderfully. I'm here with writer, illustrator, Raid Studio member Kyle James Smith. Kyle, thank you so much for making this happen, man. Oh, thanks for having me on the show, man. Oh, now you get all quiet. Oh, now sorry. you go quiet. I'll, <laughs> I'll try and. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so just to get the elephant out of the room, let's begin with this crazy experience, man. Yeah. I've never been here, and uh, right from when you walk up to the building, and it's just these blackened doors in an empty lobby, and you got to find your way up these old school stairs to what is like the coolest, most typical, cliched in your dreams comic studio. <laughs> in the world and you recently joined last year yeah, yeah uh with your frequent collaborator mr gabe sapienza yeah he actually joined first and then okay i i joined i think um 
think he was here for maybe a year before me, something like that. And then, um, then what happened is a, a, I guess a space opened up, and I and it was like a sublet originally. So I was just going to come in here initially for a few months, and then I, I don't really know what happened there. I think the guy just decided not to come back or something. But they asked me if I wanted to stay permanently, and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, well, hell yeah. Are you yeah. kidding? That's like an insane thing. Just walking into this room, you instantly feel it. Like the energy and the creativity, it kind of hits you in the face. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a great spot, and I always feel – I just feel awesome, like, coming in here because right. it is, like, it's – inspiration is all around you, and you're surrounded by, like, the craziest talent. So it's just always a good feeling to come in here and be here. Yeah. Have Last time we spoke about this, when I found out about this – well, I believe it was first the Mississauga Comic Expo. Right. And that's actually kind of becoming our thing because that's where I first discovered you. And yeah, It was yeah. at the, my first year at the Mississauga Comic Expo. Yeah. And then last year talking to you guys, and you had since joined Raid at that time. Yeah. Uh, I love that show, man. It's great for that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I'd been doing this show for <laughs> like five years at the time, that show, that I first went to that show. And I met a lot of people around. And I still hadn't heard of you guys. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard of Matthew Daly. I hadn't heard of Kevin Briones. Like, in, insane people that I can't believe I didn't discover until that show. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, are you going to go back this year? Yeah, I think I am. I actually got the the invite from Jason Liu, who who runs the yeah, yeah. pitiful human lizard, Jason Liu. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, I've, I've actually been slacking on submitting the, the application or whatever it is for that but i am definitely going to do it if he'll if he'll have Wait, me back. we were just talking about how busy you are yeah it's, it's an yeah. understandable thing so when we were talking last at the uh, mississauga comic expo we were talking about the beginnings of this and of course it was very exciting and you know you were you were thrilled to get in here but at the same time it was a little bit of pressure sure and you felt a little bit of nervousness and you had mentioned that yeah has that calmed out a bit have you gotten more comfortable here yeah definitely um i mean just because the guys here are so they're just the coolest people right. like i really can't i can't overstate that like they right. just make you feel they they really make you feel at home when when you're here and yeah it's and they're very helpful and very encouraging and they're just real right and right yeah yeah so definitely it's it's calmed down a little bit it's yeah. got to be weird. Like, how often... Okay, so Ramon Perez mm -hmm. and Francis Manipal, yeah. of course, you know, kind of heading up this whole rated situation. Yeah. Are they here all the time? Like, are they here often enough? Is it you um, know, very free and open? You can kind of hit up their brain anytime you want? Uh, Ramon's here most of the time. Um, and for everyone else, it kind of... It seems to vary. Like, I think they go through like phases when they're like really busy and they'll be here a lot and then there will be times when i don't see them for like a month or something like that so it it, it just it's it's kind of all over the place right. like that but um anytime they are here like anybody it's always um a situation where if anyone needs help or advice you can talk to anybody and everyone's right. always willing is this your primary to. work spot is this where you do most of your at least writing and illustrating and stuff it is where i do all of my writing now okay. um i because i'm freelance i also i also work in film and tv so i right. do i i work out of um like a post-production house sometimes and i and i have my own um like editing setup at home oh dude that's cool really yeah oh, that's um great. so when i'm doing video stuff it's it's elsewhere but when i'm doing comic stuff i make it 
here. Right, so right. I have to I have to split my time up. It's kind of a little bit of a, a balancing act. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, whenever I'm doing comics, writing, anything like that, it, it's here. And I, I'm trying to come in here. Like I raid to me is is my favorite thing that I do. So yeah. I, tr- I try and I try and be here as much as I can. It's just sometimes, yeah. you know, how old are you? Uh, I am 30. You're 30. Yeah. Okay. So I got a decade on you. Yeah. So at, how old were you when you got into like film editing and filmmaking? Uh, like right out of, I went to Sheridan College oh, right for, um, for film and TV. Uh, the, the program back then was called Media Arts. I don't think it's called that anymore. Um, but right out of college, basically. So I guess I was, I don't know, I was like 20 something, 21, 22. Something now things like were that. already digital by then, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I remember in the old days at high school when we would get to take media when they were just starting to offer those courses like in the 90s and stuff mm-hmm. and we had the old tape to tape editing suites yeah yeah you know and I, so i was just wondering if you had to make the crossover or if well, when it you was, started it was all it's actually digital, really yeah. weird like my class like the the one that i was in were kind of we were the ones that were like in that weird transition phase where okay. everything was moving away from tape and going digital so right. like when we started it was actually kind of cool because i actually got to learn all of that old technology when i started and by the time i was done the program everything had kind of like shifted into into digital just in time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah fuck digital is so much easier and convenient so it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing that happened i love editing and that's half the reason i started doing the podcast well not started the podcast i'm sorry that's wrong when I was young, I was super into film too, and I was one of those kids with their parents, like you know, camcorder eight, you yep. know, making movies, actually filming the screen to oh, do yeah. whatever cheesy stuff, VCR connected to VCR yeah. to camera to TV, same, yeah, and all that fun stuff. So I used to love to do that. Got into other stuff, and I started the podcast just because I was a podcast fan, right? Mm-hmm. And listened to them all the time. And Kevin Smith was constantly like, everyone should podcast. And I was like, I should podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. So I started doing it. And I had a co-host at the time. And he did all the technical stuff. He put it online. He edited it. He figured out Audacity. He did it all. Yeah. And then he got sick of it after a couple of months. He's yeah. like, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to show you how. So he showed me like the basics and I fell in love with Audacity. And now, you know, half the reason I do the podcasting is I love cutting it up. I love snipping and you know, For sure. yeah. Do yeah. you get that satisfaction when you've put something together and it's like Definitely, yeah. yeah. More more when it's like my own thing. Like when it when it's something I actually like spearheaded or care about. Like when it's when it's other people's projects, not so much. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I've kind of decided to kind of steer my career more towards comics and right. stuff because I get more like creative fulfillment out of it. Um, but I definitely get what you're saying. And I do love that. Cause like I direct um, like music videos and stuff like that really? too. So yeah. Just like indie bands and stuff. Yeah. Or? Like a lot of, I actually like well, play in a metal band. So I know. You played a metal band. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, right so I know like a lot of bands in that kind of scene in that genre. So, it's a lot of metal videos. What's that your I band do. called? Uh, Great Lakes. Great Lakes. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, like, what kind of metal are we talking? Like, uh, I guess I would describe it as like metal core. Like, it's it's like screamy vocals and it's a lot of riffs and like, um, but like, catchy melodies at the same time. Okay, so it's yeah, like yeah. screaming, 
and then like it'll go into like a clean singing verse so it's like kind it's of a hardcore kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah for sure yeah, yeah. that's fun man yeah <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> yeah well we don't we don't really we're we're kind of we're all really busy now so we don't do a lot with it anymore but a couple years ago we were we were doing a lot we were doing a lot of like playing a lot of shows like touring like we we put out uh, a full-length album um when was that 2016 i think really? yeah That's yeah awesome yeah, yeah yeah so we're we're kind of like the band's kind of on the on the back burner right now just because you know life happens sure and, yeah, yeah. And I, you were just we we're just talking how bit that's part of the reason i'm surprised you're just talking about how much you do and yeah. before we started recording how much is going on yeah like, oh, and i'm in a band okay mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um you started early then you knew early that yours it was all about the creative side of life oh. going to sheridan and you yeah. know obviously do you play what do you play or do you sing or what was oh, i play guitar you play guitar yeah you write you draw mm-hmm. so you knew early yeah yeah i yeah, I couldn't not do creative stuff. Right. I would I would die. Right. <laughs> I would yeah, just yeah. be so bored. But it was very focused for you when you were young? Because a lot of people in creative types who can be into stuff like music in this, mm-hmm. when they're very young, in the high school years, you kind of, you don't treat it, you treat it seriously with the passion, but you don't really treat it seriously as a future life. You know what I mean? You don't think that far ahead when you're in a rock band back then. You yeah. Know? I'm, I'm almost getting the impression that you were like... I'm focused. I'm going to make it a possible thing that I'm going to get paid to do things like this in life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I didn't, like, I was really kind of all over the place when I was in high school, but it was all over the place with creative stuff. So I was in bands when I was in high school. I would make my own comic books when I was in high school, but I would put effort into it, but I wouldn't really take it seriously like you have to kind of do when you're oh, yeah. trying to make it your career. Right. So yeah I, I i was always doing that but i didn't really have the work ethic i guess that i do okay. now right to, but that, that just comes with you know time oh yeah and that age comes and, with age and stupidity yeah. and you know yeah. having too good a time yeah it sucks that you gotta learn the life's hard but at least you get to have that good little bit part of time for sure yeah, yeah and it was a lot fun out of the way right yeah <laughs> but to like yes i always knew like i wanted to do something creative that was never like um i never second guessed that i was right. like i was like yeah. Yeah, gonna go to sheridan because sheridan's where it's at for you know the arts oh for everything yeah i mean you know yeah for for a couple decades now it's been insane i remember because it was in the 90s when i was in high school that it really got popular the fact that disney was handpicking their animators out of yeah you know sheridan and that became something that was you know full of canadian pride so people yeah. talked about it a lot you know but yeah. it still stayed that way still some of the finest they're going to sheridan and coming out for of sure it's yeah. so one of the reasons i think our comic community here is so immense and rich and deep is because of the opportunities as far as education there's so many art schools there's so many colleges there's sheridan there's there's art galleries there's so much happening here that it makes sense that seriously like think about how many people working in the top two right now are from southern ontario yeah it's ridiculous yeah you know and the guys who have come out of here you know yeah i think like most people actually at raid went to sheridan um like i know nimit did gabe did i did um i and i know a few other guys did i don't know like right but i know for sure i think irma did too it's incredible man um I remember it was years ago, because I've been going to Fan Expo for years before I started the show. Yeah. And I'm a big Star Wars freak, of course. And I discovered Scott Hepburn 
yeah. through the Star Wars comics. Right. Right. Didn't know anything about Raid. I don't know if he was actually even part of Raid at the time. Uh, I can't remember how long he's actually been part of the organization. But I used to go get uh, Star Wars head sketches off him. Oh, cool. You know, and he ten bucks. Yeah. And I had this little notebook, and I took it every year. And every year he did someone different. It was like, hey, Scott, what's up? Great. You know, and you had that awesome little ra- interaction. Yeah. And then Raid. And then it starts slowly getting bigger. And every year I go, it's like, oh, sorry, 15 bucks this year, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, 20 bucks this year, man. And now ever since Drax and stuff, it's been, like, you know, yeah. explosive. So, yeah. you know, it's cool to see that Raid can foster that. Because you can't say that Raid had to have had something to do with that. Not that he wasn't super talented. Yeah. But that leap in that couple of years, sure, it, it's insane. You yeah, know? yeah. So, you know, I see Gabe probably... Yeah, definitely. Starting to take that road. He, yeah. Gabe, Gabe's got a a lot of cool stuff. Like just he's just kind of on the on the up and up right now, and yeah, he's got a yeah. lot of c- cool stuff coming down the pipe. Weren't you guys originally put together, uh, or did you guys meet and decide to work together? We like we were friends at Sheridan before we even knew about Raid. Okay. And me and Gabe always had this kind of idea of doing comics together just because we had the same sort of taste and like i've obviously gabe's an incredibly talented illustrator and i've always loved his stuff and we just kind of got along um really well over the years so i was always like in the back of my head like i need to make some comics with with gabe (laughs) and then this just kind of happened like just by being like yeah let's like get into comics and we started going to fan expo and we started like going to conventions and so doing scare tales together was fully your guys idea yeah okay yeah right, yeah that right, was right. that was just me and gabe we were like let's just like we both love horror and yeah the idea was just to make a comic to teach ourselves how to make comics basically right and that's kind of how scare tales Cause it's weird because you guys made the comic together but you didn't because it's each your own separate stories. Yeah. Right? You each wrote and illustrated a story in Scare Tales and just yeah. put them into one comic. Yeah. Which is kind of like a tag team effort, but not really, you know, working the story together, which it is allowed a unique us, thing. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. It allowed us to just kind of work on our own schedules and not really have to rely on the other person like oh i like i need this script so i can like do the art or whatever like you help each other at all we did yeah there there was a lot of like back and forth as we were doing it but we it was cool because since we're just working on our own stories we could just be like oh like i'm trying to figure out how to do this thing and then gabe could be like oh like i i did it like this and so we'd go back and forth like that and like talk to each other as we're doing it okay and um yeah and we we learned a lot just by kind of putting ourselves through the the workflow of making sometimes the only way to learn it is to actually do it yeah absolutely of course yeah Yeah. was that the first thing you guys had ever collaborated on together well we we tried to do a web comic back in the day um and we started it but then it kind of like kind of fizzled and we didn't really end up doing anything with it um but scare tales was like it was the first thing that we were like, okay, we're going to put 100% effort into this. We're, we're, we're going to do this and see it through. Right. So, yeah, that was that, it is kind of the first thing that we, that we finished together, I right, guess. Right, right, yeah. right. Now, is that uh, – now, you're telling the story about how you kind of knew each other. Gabe got in here first, and yep. then they kind of were able to approach you. Yeah. It's uh, – that's the weird situation about a thing like this because we were talking at Comic-Con there, at Toronto Comic-Con, how – it's hard because you want to push 
you know the the ideals that you have because raid is a progressive studio they'd love to have as many women in here as they could get yeah you know they want a diverse you know uh creator pool mm -hmm. which of course but that's hard to accomplish when it's not an invite it's you're basically invited to come pay to have a spot here yeah and you know and, and that's it's a difficult thing to try to figure out right? it is yeah and and it's not even like they advertise it or anything so it's like you kind of gotta like i didn't even know raid existed like i don't know before 2015 or something right. like okay. that okay let's 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 let the people know out there listening to this and explain it a little thoroughly because raid is a weird enigma yeah raid is the royal academy of illustration and design which sounds a lot more hoity-toity than it's meant to be. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. It's a yeah. joke. It's a takeoff yeah. on the fact that here in Canada, we are still so British, and pretty much all the main government and school institutions, they're all the Royal Academy of this or the Royal Academy of that. You know, Royal yeah. Canadian Mounted Police, it all stems from <laughs> that whole idea. Yeah. So uh, I think it was Ramon and Francis or two of the originals, right? Um, Actually, I think it was uh, Cameron Stewart, um, uh, Chip... Uh, Chip, Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky. Yeah, yeah, and, that's right, right. And uh, two other guys whose names are escaping me right now. Um, but I've, I, I'm pretty sure I've met them all. But, yeah, I don't think Ramon was the original founder. Okay. He kind of came in later and took it over, right, as far as right. I know. Organically through growth and whatever, it kind of became Ramon's yeah. kind of den of awesomeness. Yeah, but it was right. Cameron Chip and a couple other right. guys. that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's kids picture an old building in a city with brick walls and wooden floors and it uh, it's a loft in the absolute cliched sense of the word loft filled with desks and computers and cintiqs and comics and toys and it's the most quintessential you know comic book making studio place you could possibly think of so that's what raid is but like you say raid doesn't advertise mm -hmm. you know you got to get your way in it's not like they're out looking for people yeah. um and they they're not flashy yeah. And even it shows when, you know, there'll be entire raid line in an artist's alley. But it's not, it's it's really kind of classy-hued, pastel-colored banners that all match yep. and are all nice. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, where was I going with that? I can't remember. I was just, uh, what was I telling people about raid? Uh, just the, I guess, the origins? Yeah, or? yeah, well, yeah, either way. So that's what raid is. And, uh, you know, the, the, the most famous thing about raid is it's after Fan Expo Party. Mm -hmm. which they've always thrown and now has kind of become the official party. Yeah. And that kids is why sometimes on the show you'll hear to you'll hear my show or my after party which we do at the Lucky Clover Sports Pub after the shows. You've heard those wonderful episodes and we often refer to that as the kids not cool enough for the raid party party. <laughs> and that's why we go over to the Lucky Clover. Oh, that's so right. sad. No, it's not. It's not, but that's the cool thing about having this, right? There's certain other institutions that try very hard to be what raid is for Toronto, but they're trying too hard, or they, you know, they they're not doing it genuinely or organically. Sure, yeah. This grew out of something, yeah, you know, and has become something. Yeah. I think it was hoped to be, but you know, it wasn't like planned out or charted out. Yeah. So I mean, the amount of creators produced through a place like this is absolutely insane. Yeah. So we move on to raid getting to this point. Raid is soon leaving this environment yeah and moving on to a new much larger much more exciting environment it's sad i'm so thankful i get to see this place it's bittersweet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but the other place is going to be huge yeah. and now there's talk of publishing mm -hmm. and things are growing with last year's toronto, Com toronto comics 
I'm so sick of saying that. Name. I support all you guys. Toronto <laughs> Comics Anthology. You know, I guys love you, but your your name comes out of my mouth way too often. <laughs> the Raid Anthology. Yeah, Raid One. Yeah. Raid One yeah. Anthology, which came out last year, which yeah. is so much fun and so cool and so unique and so raid and so its own thing yeah. that, uh, yeah, there's talk of publishing now and stuff. Yep. So, you know, are, this must be an exciting time, a time of change, you know? For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, and being kind of a new member, like, I, like the excitement I feel, I can only imagine the excitement that the guys who have been here for, like, way right. longer than me are feeling about yeah. what's happening now because I'm just kind of coming into this and this is all happening and I'm like, this is really cool. But the the other guys who have been here for forever are probably like like fuck yeah like we're finally all doing the this. hard work yeah exactly yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely exciting and uh, like I feel excited and I'm like just the new guy so right yeah right. and I hear it's like three times the size yeah like, the the new place yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's huge um, we're gonna have like we're gonna have th- it it's cool it's different than this because this is like tucked away and hidden and nobody really unless you know right and you know where this place is nobody knows that nobody this. knows yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it just adds to the mystique yeah <laughs> which insane. is cool but yeah. uh, the new place is gonna be like it's a street front so we're gonna it's gonna be accessible from the street everyone's gonna know where it is it's uh, gonna be weird yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. gonna it's gonna explode like not that yeah. like raid is so well known and respected throughout the industry yeah at the highest levels mm-hmm. it's still that public knowledge yeah. at least beyond toronto isn't there yeah and now it's gonna totally explode yeah it's you know? yeah it's gonna be cool and then we're gonna have like a gallery in the front and there's talk of maybe opening like a cafe in the front of the in the front oh. of the shop so you can like go in and like purchase like raid projects and look at the art from the members like in the gallery have a coffee a cool stuff idea, like that and, yeah man. we're gonna be doing um workshops like i know some of the guys like calman and anthony are putting together um like classes for writing and art so you'll be able to go and like take take courses from the guys right. at right here and right with cal being so active in chapter house is there any kind of crossover is there any kind of does he keep that life there and this life here or will he come to raid and work on work on chapter house stuff or uh yeah i don't know too much about that. i i, I don't wonder. know if he's doing i don't even know if he's working with chapter house at the moment but yeah like he'll like everyone works on projects for other publishers yeah, and of companies course. here, yeah, yeah. so yeah, he'll yeah, yeah, he'll he'll. I just sorry, it was just an interesting thing that never thought really popped into my head because yeah, that's yeah. a Canadian thing. Hey man, hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Scott, this is Jason. Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. How's it going, Scott? You guys in the middle of it? Or? Yeah, we're yeah, recording right good. now. It's all good. Yeah, Scott Happern just walked in. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> Scott Happern just walked in. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. No, we were done talking about you like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, what were what was the? What um, was the it, that's a ca- Canadian thing, man. Just mm. being at Raid, working on Chapter House books. Sure, all yeah. All that just all that's you know, it's just cool to think all that stuff coming together. Because, like I said, we're so lucky with places like the Sidekick. You been to the Sidekick yet? I don't. Thi- no, I don't. You gotta check out the Sidekick, man. It's uh, Leslieville, right on Queen Street. Okay. The Sidekick Comic and Cafe. Okay. And it's literally it's a cafe, and one section of it is a comic shop. Right. Yeah, I've and heard of this. I just haven't. Yeah. And Chris, who runs it, Christine, she's amazing, and. Uh, not only are they very 
smartly and intelligently selective with their comics because they just don't have the room to order everything, right? Yeah. So she's very good, and she picks, you know, like, the coolest stuff. And also, they have the best Americano decaf espresso in the city. Nice. And it's so much fun. So the Toronto Comics Anthology will throw socials there on Sundays sometimes. Oh, cool. And bring out all the new kits. So it's great for pod fodder because I can go there and podcast with, like, six new creators. And yeah, like yeah. Check them all out and get their names out there and stuff. You know? Sweet. So uh, your entry in Ra- uh, the Raid 1 anthology yeah. was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little in line with your story in Scare Tales as far as themes, childhood, and such. Yeah. Is that a conscious thing? Or? Yeah, well, actually, that story was originally going to be a Scare Tales story, but okay. then me and Gabe were like, oh, let's do something for Raid, and we had this idea, and we just ended up kind of morphing it and making it for for raid one so okay yeah definitely definitely dark a lot right, darker right. than right, a lot right. of the other Were you stuff a scared child Kyle? uh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh, I really was, yeah i was scared of a lot of shit when i was younger just a nervous kid yeah like, i think or so nightmares or? yeah and just like kind of generally just scared about yeah, <laughs> yeah. lots of things that I were like irrational yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't a scared kid but i wasn't that adventurous kid you know when all your buddies are hanging off the train tracks or whatever i wasn't i was the kid who was too scared to go through with all that kind of crap yeah but, yeah i was definitely not that kid either yeah, yeah yeah i was very um i guess like timid and yeah yeah nice, so nice, now nice. i just for some reason love horror i don't know how that happened (laughs) uh you know it's weird my seven-year-old i got a seven-year-old who's never really seen a horror movie yeah kids obsessed with jason and freddie and Mm -hmm. you know all that you know mike myers he'll tell you be like oh yeah friday the 13th part one came out 1981 blah 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 you'll be like what (laughs) because he just watches the youtube clips about them and stuff right yeah so i got it said he can't watch horror movies on it or even like the review things yeah but it's so weird for him to be obsessed with these characters it makes you nervous because you're like, hey, why is my kid obsessed with death and horror and stuff? Sure. But I think back to when I was young and not quite as young as him, but I thought Freddie was the coolest. And oh, stuff. same. Yeah. So it's weird as a parent, man, to like see from the other angle. Yeah. Why is this kid so into such dark things? Yeah. Parent, I know? think my I think my mom probably still feels that way. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Like, why do you, what is all this shit that you're writing and drawing? Like, it's so messed up. Well, that's but, probably why you're okay, though, right? Is getting it out through the comics. Yeah, I've always... the stories. I've always kind of thought that. Like, I think, like, and going back to, like, playing in a metal band, too, like, it's... That stuff, to me, is, like, a healthy outlet for, I guess, any, like, aggression or, like, feelings of, like, I'm angry you know yeah yeah you know um yeah i think it's i think it's healthy in a weird way i guess yeah yeah yeah. well you gotta have some kind of outlet yeah for sure i prefer pot yeah (laughs) everybody's got their own thing yeah um so the reason that we first discussed getting together again to chat was because you're dipping your toe into the web comic arena yeah do tell yeah um so i just started a web comic called blackmouth um it's the first well i guess it's not the first web comic i've ever done but again it's the first web comic i've like tried to take seriously and do consistently and right. be like i don't know actively posting on a on a regular schedule um and it never really occurred to me to even like do it like this but after i saw try um who's a raid member okay uh who he writes and draws the strange tales of oscar zahn that's yeah that's that's what it's called okay. um i kind of saw what he was doing and i was like this is really cool like, this is like something i never really 
thought could be a thing like try try just gets paid to to make his webcomic and i was like oh that's crazy yeah that's crazy yeah it is yeah. um and like i'm i'm so used to like physical comics and the floppies and everything right, like that's right. where i was kind of focused but then yeah after seeing what try was doing i was like oh this is cool maybe i should try this myself and yeah that's kind of where that started that's where i got the idea to do it i guess well i love it because it harkens back to the days the recently lost days of actual like newspaper comic strips yeah in a way that you can get paid to be that you know making your strip every week it's just not going in a newspaper it's pretty much going on the internet yeah right? so mm-hmm. you know are you have you always been a fan of web comics or you just really like the idea of the medium or I'm, yeah i'm very new to to the I guess the world of web comics like yeah. I didn't really explore I don't know it or myself, so yeah, yeah I'm 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 just kind of figuring it out again as I do it same thing with scare tales I just did it to learn it and right. I'm kind of doing that same thing with my web comic now um, cuz yeah I don't know a lot about them I don't know like the popular ones or which ones are right, big right. but um yeah I'm exploring it now the only one I really know is buntoons Okay. From Ty because it's on my Facebook feed constantly. Oh, okay. so that's the only one I'm really familiar Ty, with. Ty Templeton. Ty Templeton. Yeah, yeah cool. does his bun tunes, which are. Uh, I've never even read it. Yeah, you, that one you should check out. But it's the only one I know, so it's the only one I can recommend. Yeah. really, is to check that out. Yeah. So uh, I'm as unfamiliar. So tell me how it begins. Do you look at like how's the, the format? Is it like a full page? Is it like a strip? That's also like something I had to kind of figure out because it was new to me. It's not like a you don't format it like a regular comic page because it's it's basically set up so that people can read it on their devices on their on their smartphones and stuff so instead of like flipping through pages it's more of like a vertical infinite scroll so you just like keep you keep you just scroll down and it's like this long strip it it literally is a strip like how long are they like how long are they like how much writing and panels do you put into it so what I've worked out with my episodes is it when I when it's all formatted it's the equivalent of three regular comic pages so really yeah so I draw three pages a week and then I take all the panels and I learned all this from try like try show me how to do all this stuff and you just basically cut the panels out and like put them in a long vertical strip and yeah that's so much more than i would have thought that you'd put into it in a weekly basis like i'm literally almost thinking like i was thinking like comic strip in my head right like maybe four or five panels a week you're kind of doing but three pages is a commitment man. well i i think you kind of have to do a certain amount so that people feel like they're getting like enough of the story per week to keep coming back because if you're only doing like three i mean there are i think there are web comics where it's more like um like newspaper just like three or four panels and it's and and they're like funnies almost well it makes sense because remember when spider-man and they made it the strip when they cut up the old comics and made them strips sometimes you'd read the one weeks and it'd be like four panels and it'd be like nothing happened. Like Parker yeah. showed up, said something, and then swung away. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like the whole strip for the week. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm. <laughs> this is like I'm trying to tell a story, so I have to do a certain amount to feel like the story. So it is, is ongoing. Then it's not. Yeah. Uh, like you know. It's yeah, it's not. They're not like one-offs. It's always. Episodes. Yeah, it's always continued. Right. So that's I'm, cool. Yeah. yeah, something to keep along with. Yeah. yeah. So what about the actual story itself? Tell me about the characters and such without spoiling too much, of course. Yeah, it is. It is a mystery, um, so I can't really say too much about it. But it's like, um, it's basically a a horror fantasy, kind of like a gothic 
uh, horror okay. kind of present world. day or uh, no it's uh, like sword and sorcery like medieval like almost like oh a, you went old school yeah right yeah on, cool. um, like magic and, and yeah swords and shields and stuff like that that's the metalhead coming out yeah yeah <laughs> um, and it's it's about this town it's called Blackmouth because that's the name of the town that the story takes place in okay and it's like this this town that's built on a mine and the mine is like rich with this prominent fossil fuel that that they like kind of export and this so this town is prospering because it has this this thing that everybody wants so everyone comes to this town like seeking you know kind of like like um wealth and prosperity and it's like it's a good um economically it's a healthy city but it's also cursed there's this like it's a legend but the, there's this witch that lives in the woods that surround the town okay. and basically what happens is people people can get marked by this witch and the the myth or the legend of the town is that the witch only marks you if you have like a, a rotten soul or if there's something right. something wrong with you okay. so and basically when you're when you're marked it's law that you have to leave the town and you have to go to the woods because <laughs> no, you're out you're off the yeah island. because <laughs> because the ones who are marked the witch it's they're marked because the witch is going to kill them and to avoid endangering the rest of the town sure, yeah they have to they have yeah. to go to the woods you they're kind of like liability exiled. yeah get out <laughs> um and the story follows this uh this young like blacksmith apprentice whose mother was marked when when he was just like a little boy and she was sent to the woods and they never saw her again oh she was su- dude that's set up for so much fun yeah so it's <laughs> yeah. so it follows him and there's kind of this like building mystery around like what the witch is what the curse is like is it real is it not and it just kind of builds from there i can't again i can't really say too much without spoiling right the story, yeah no of course that's more than enough yeah it sounds like super super fun yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's weird and dark and yeah it's a lot of fun to to make so what skills do you have to add to your repertoire to make a webcomic happen? Were you already a techie guy? Did you know how to build websites? What skills did you not even know you would need to have? Um, I, yeah, like I kind of am, like I've built websites before. Okay. Obviously I've done a, a couple of comics before, so I knew how to do all the that, that technical stuff, but I did have to build a website um, for this. I, I hosted on webtoons and tapastic which are i guess two of the bigger um webcomic sites um but i have the my official website which is blackmouthcomic.com and that basically just links you to where the where the pages are so there are webcomic hosting sites yeah oh my god i didn't even consider that yeah i didn't just know like, about like it either. for podcasts like a podcast hosting site a place that didn't even cross my mind yeah it's uh yeah webtoons is is i think the biggest one at least that i know okay. of because again i'm, I'm kind of still figuring all oh that's gonna make out. it so much easier it definitely does and um they have like their i don't know their specs their requirements for how you upload it and everything and you just set it up and so you make it i make the comic i format it in photoshop and all that and then i just upload it to the site and then it's there and everybody can read it and oh, it's good too cool. because like webtoons for example they already have an established readership like right. they have people like they they have like I, I think millions of, of readers so 
it's it's good exposure just to put it on that that site and i've already gotten like more exposure than I, I thought I would just by by hosting it there. So right, right. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, I would rather have one spot where I can go to look at all my web comics than yeah. have to go to all these individual websites. Yeah. yeah, of course. Same thing with like any podcast. I'll tell you, I hardly get any action off an elegantweapon.ca. Mm-hmm. Like, not much happens there at all. I pretty much have that because you're kind of supposed to have that. It's That's, like yeah, it's like yeah, an online yeah. hub for right. where. But everything yeah. comes from iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Yeah. Like that's where all the you know even from Podbean where I I get more action on Podbean where I actually host the show than I do on the actual website. Yeah. So you know people definitely like to go to the source. You know when it's sorry multi-sourced rather than to go all over the place. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, that's why it's getting hard with all these show things too. Before I left the house. Uh, my girlfriend was asking me about Game of Thrones because her daughter wants to watch Game of Thrones. She's like, what's it on? I'm like, HBO. So I don't know what their right. streaming service is. But I was like, we're not getting another one. She's yeah. like, what do you think about Crave? I'm like, no. <laughs> we have Netflix. We have no cable. And that is more than enough. Yeah. You know? so Just wait till it, it yeah. comes on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, not all the shows need to be watched. There's too many as it is right now. <laughs> that's you know? true. Yeah. So that's exciting, man. That makes me want to actually you know, check more out. Yeah. So your comic will then is going to get to be my introduction more into to web comics cool. and stuff. Yeah. So I'll follow it along and Yeah, check out Tries too, the Strange Tales of Oscar's on. It's it's awesome. What's that about? Um it's like a he's a paranormal investigator. Okay. Um I don't it's it's a pretty elaborate world and I don't know too much about it cuz I haven't read the whole thing. I've only read like a few episodes so far, but it's really cool. The art's beautiful and um yeah, if it's it, it's also kind of dark and eerie but i think it's a little more like light-hearted than than mine is okay yeah but it's very cool so is this going to be the focus for a while because i know you got a lot of stuff going on in the freelance world in the real world and now this web comic to be you know yeah scheduled every week are are you going to keep trying to continue on writing with more yeah like i think what i think what i'm going to do um and again try suggested this kind of workflow but basically at the end of a chapter i'm going to take probably a month off doing the comic so i can build up like the the next episodes for the chapter like kind of have a like buffer. a hiatus kind of have like seasons almost yeah exactly yeah. So a lot of podcasts do that now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think it's smart because you need to like just take a step back and recharge and and think yeah because yeah. when you get to a certain point at least for me like i'm not even really thinking about the story i'm just like okay i gotta like finish this page and right. i gotta get it but yeah. i need to like stop and be like okay where do i actually want this to go now from yeah. here so i write it up to a certain point then i draw it but then yeah at the end of this chapter i'm gonna probably take a month because i also have like other freelance stuff that i have to catch up on um so i think that'll be the how i do it right yeah. right right it's nice to have that buffer and to have that build up that's why i love coming out of a show because if it's after a convention weekend and i've done like 10 hours of recording i'm like set for a month and yeah I'm like, I, all i gotta do is edit some shows i don't gotta worry about you know hooking up with people and because yeah. it can be daunting man having to schedule like a guest week after week and it's been seven years now yeah so you yeah. know we'll have this conversation again when the webcomic when blackmouth gets to seven years yeah yeah <laughs> we'll yeah if it even goes that then, long right? yeah i have like a, I have it kind of in my head i have an ending um that i'm working towards but i but i don't know how long it's going to take to get there yet. right yeah i think that's one of the biggest things that's changed the comic industry at least it's always been on the side of indie comics, but the continuous nature of the big two comics and bigger comics is 
you, you don't get these chunks and, and, and new creators tend to think in these ways, mm-hmm. you know, and they tend to think in like four issue arc or, you know, yeah. these, these, so you can do maybe two chunks of this and then put it away for a year yeah. while I go on and do this other thing and yeah. then I can do this. Exactly. You know? so yeah. Cause I, I want to do, I want to do more comics work outside of this web comic. Like I, I'm still, I'm still exploring and sure. still figuring out what I want. Like me and Gabe, for example, we're, working on a couple pitches right now that we're gonna shop around this summer and i want to take some time and focus on that and so i have like all these other ideas that i want to try so i don't want to just put all my eggs in this web comics basket but oh sure yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. so is anybody else you're interested in working with or is this going to be a uh, like creators, Abbott Costello, you and Gabe thing for a while, or you um, guys really dig working together. Anybody else you're thinking about? I'm not really thinking in bed with. I'm not really thinking about working with any other creators right now. But there's obviously people who, if Come it happened, on. I no, would be Kyle, like, I have too many people on this show. I'm like, who you want to work with? And they got plenty of names. Well, I don't Come like. On. There's so many people I'd want to work with. Right? right there's right. so many talented, talented artists. Who's in your vein, though? Who are you liking right now? Who am I liking right now? Um, I'm really loving everything that Becky Cloonan is doing. Right. Um, and there's also an artist. Well, there's this comic from Image called The Black Monday Murders. Hmm. And it's by Jonathan Hickman. And the artist is uh, Tom Coker, I believe his name is. Okay. Um, and I, I'm just loving. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like the coolest comic that I can think of at the moment. Um, that's like coming out on a regular schedule but that artist is nuts i love what he's doing right um so yeah the, the, those like becky clunan those guys um trying to think who there's else. so much exciting stuff happening yeah right now, yeah know, and, and all this interborder changing and stuff like yeah just to toronto comic-con uh, and i have to mention them because i get in trouble if i don't mention them at least once an episode but source point press oh yeah uh yeah. you know came up and they've got great stuff going on and everybody wants the daily everybody's fighting for the sean daily right now and travis there anybody who comes and pitches something that involves sean daily right now travis is like i will take it seriously and I yeah will listen, right? yeah yeah so it's great that we have this talent man all you guys exploding and coming up it's good times yeah you know? so um even though you're fairly recent at yeah. least you're going to get the cool aspect of when the new studio opens and you guys coming in. You won't have to be the green guy for too long, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> you're going to be like, yeah, I was in the old studio. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got to, to see this space because it's, yeah, it's just cool. And there's obviously like a lot of history here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Can you come anytime? Can you drop in anytime? Is yeah. Like if you're like three in the morning or four in the morning and something hits you and you're inspired and you need, you can just pop in. Yeah, yeah. Like we, everyone has like, keys and everything to right, get right, in so right, yeah right. it's like i didn't know if there's any kind of like there's is there like a list of rules is like thou shalt not this or thou shalt not leave the kettle full or whatever well yeah i mean it's just i think it's just like common sense sort of stuff like everybody here's too smart to do something stupid yeah like just much. you know be respectful <laughs> like it's your own home i guess you yeah, know like yeah. don't yeah just yeah clean up after yourself and don't make it awful for other people to be here i guess but right, there's right. no like there's no like list of things right, like right. list of rules or anything no like that but yeah ten I mean, commandments of the raid studio yeah type thing right? yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah it's like this is that these are people's workspaces so and everyone has their own schedules so it kind of has to be right like you can come in whenever you want because this is your this is your space like when i was started here i was only subletting and i didn't have keys so 
I was limited. Oh, so in that case, there's yeah. So I, okay. Yeah, so in that case, I could only come in kind of when the studio was open. So like kind of regular day hours, like right, right. But people work here really late, so it was never really an issue. But now that I'm, I guess, like uh, technically a, an official member of the studio, I have access whenever, whenever I want to. Right, right. Yeah. That's super awesome, man. So we, you were mentioning Sarnia. Yeah. Uh, what's your year looking like, convention-wise? Um, I don't even know. Uh, I didn't even know I was going to Sarnia until like a couple days ago because Shane invited me to go. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so me and me and Gabe are gonna, I guess, um, share a table. And um, yeah, so that's April fifteenth, and then I'm most likely gonna do Fan Expo again. Right gonna on. Gonna do the Mississauga Comic Expo. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think there's a couple other things. Oh. Yeah, there's there's a couple other things that aren't quite like official yet, but there's there's a few other shows like in the in southern Ontario that I'm there's gonna a few other yeah <laughs> there's a <laughs> it's lot like one every damn weekend yeah right? yeah well it's, a few others that insane. I'm gonna do well yeah. who is it was it Pop Culture Canada I think they're called That's and they've started doing Kitchener Comic Con Oshawa Comic Con Burlington yeah. Comic Con there's, yeah, there's so many that I don't like, even oh, really know about oh God yeah. like and again like. Yeah being kind of new to the to the scene like right. quote unquote um i'm still figuring out like all like what the shows are and where they're happening so i'm well see there's a there's a thing where there's kind of a circuit right when you go to these smaller shows that's when you're and i'm not saying this is a negative it's just the the nature of the beast but you're gonna see a lot of the same artists yeah yeah and they're amazing artists and they're you know super talent a lot of great books but you will see the same lineup of pretty much the same you know yeah five or six guys when you go to all these small shows yeah i guarantee you're gonna see studio comics because they're at every show that ever happens anywhere ever in ontario because right. that's just how alfonso rolls he's he's a grinder you know what i mean yeah so you got to hit those bigger shows around here and that's when everybody who even though they live here they start crawling out of their holes, you know? Yeah. Like Ken will crawl out of Burlington to come out for, you know, yeah. Fan Expo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to see more blood get around. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see a lot of the new guys, but that's usually what I'm pushing anyways, you know? So it's even Shane who doesn't go around to a lot of these shows. It's cool to see, you know, mm -hmm. especially with Morris. Did you see Morris yeah. Zero Issue? Yeah. It come on. It, it looked awesome. Yeah. 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 That's going to be crazy, man. I've been so excited for that book for so long now. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So much cool stuff. Uh, Kyle, tell the kids where they can find you and all your stuff online, social media links and such. Yeah, like all my social media is under KJS with a beard. That's my handle for Instagram, handle. Twitter, all that. <laughs> and then uh, you can read the, the webcomic Blackmouth, just blackmouthcomic.com. That'll get you everywhere you need nice. to go to see it. Yeah. Is Scare Tales still available anywhere that people can pick up? Or is that yeah, totally out of print? Or? It's available. I think it's available actually through the Raid store. Like if you go to, I think it's raid.world is, okay. is, the, is the Raid That website. was the weirdest thing, man, because it was TCAF last year. And I walked into the Masonic Temple where they're having the big image party and everything. And I look yeah. over at the Raid table and I instantly get very confused when I see scare, ta uh, scare Tales on the raid table. Yeah. Because I had no idea you guys had joined. Right, right. And I yeah. saw this, and I was just like, huh, what, huh? And there it was. And you guys had team. And it was so perfect. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, I'm so happy for those guys because you and Gabe so deserve to be nurtured in an environment like this. You cool. Know, with what you're yeah. doing. So super, super excited about it. Uh, get Scare Tales, kids. But I highly recommend that you get the raid 
one anthology. Yeah. This is available online, yes? Yep, at the Raid at the Raid website. Is this raid.com well. or do you I think it's spell raid. the whole stupid damn thing out? No, I just think it's <laughs> www.raid.world. I'm, I'm Okay. Yeah. And yeah. if not if I'm just pretty Google sure it, that's kids. it, just Google that's it or go on Facebook yeah. and yeah. you'll find Raid. Yeah. Raid 1 as in uh, O N E, yeah. Raid 1 anthology, check it out. Uh, there's so much amazing stuff in there, and the cool thing about it is, it's you can go old school '80s kid mentality on it and get everybody to sign it. Yeah, and which means it, it's not easy because not everybody's at every show, and you guys have the habit of tagging in and out at one show. But we so also it's very hard to get all of you sitting down at once at one show. Yeah, yeah. but we also have um, signed copies like that everybody in cheating. the studio signed cheating. that you no. can buy. No. Okay. You, <laughs> you want to go ahead and you want to buy those. You can cheat your way to having a fully signed raid one anthology. Yeah. I myself am, I am going to uh, get it in person. I'm going to do it. You yeah. know, Scott's here, but unfortunately I already have Scott's signature. So yeah. see, I, I, it's even another missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but Kyle, thank you so much, man, oh, for bringing you, man. me down here and, uh, having this chat with me i'm so excited for everything you're doing thank you uh, everything looks like it's on the upshot for you and gabe and everybody so yeah things are things are good very very exciting times everybody get on the internet check out black mouth scare tales the raid one anthology kyle thank you so much my friend thank you man that's all we're gonna have this week on elegant weapon kids take it easy.